0: no mountain too high, no river too wide. Sing out this
1: song and I'll be there by your side. Hello and welcome back to Tivating Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our Tony-winning national treasure, Aaron Tevating. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this week, I want to highlight more than just Aaron. Moulin Rouge! The Musical has reached a huge milestone this week on Broadway. On Saturday, July 22nd, the show celebrated its 1,000th show on Broadway. And Tuesday, July 25th, was the fourth anniversary since the show officially opened on Broadway at the Al Hirschfeld Theater. The show has been on a wild ride over the last four years, it went through the pandemic shutdown, had a wildly successful reopening on September 24th, 2021, followed by an amazing showing at the Tony Awards just 2 days later. Nominated for 14 Tonys, winners of 10. This show, this cast, it has impacted and changed so many lives over the years. You joined us on a very monumental landmark.
2: thousand performance on so the in, in a few days we will also be having our, our fourth anniversary uh, op- from opening night. So, we're all quite pleased about that. It's no small feat to get to this point. And it's due to cast members like this, the ones that came before. Audience, some of you have seen it more than once. How many times have you seen it? Oh, ten. ten! How many have you seen? Nineteen. Nineteen. So I guess we're doing something right. Our company manager. Some fun stats. Okay. So if you would bear with me, I'll be quick about it. In the 1,000 shows, we've welcomed 1.2 million audience members Woo! from all over the world to Broadway. Actors, actors like myself who played Zebedee have said "can" or "can can" a combined 72,000 times. <laughs> Our stage managers have called 384,000 light cues. Woo! Woo! The Can Can has been kicked 41,000 times. Yeah. And lastly, along with our, our, our amazing members of crew and, and house that have been with us since the beginning, we have five actors who've been here since our very first performance on June 28, 2019. All oh. of which, yeah, which have performed over 800 shows each.
1: Stats like that are always so much fun to hear, and I'd love to read all the stats that they've kept from the show, and I'm sure they're absolutely mind blowing. In addition, do you think they kept track of how many opt ups Aaron did each night? Or how much confetti has been ordered to be shot out of the theater? I mean, on the night of the 1,000th show, JoJo shared a story about how special it was to be a part of this milestone and shared that her final show on July 30th will also be her 100th show. Ricky and Sophie, they've recently marked their 100th show together. And Ricky has been a part of the Rouge for both the 500th show milestone and now he was back to celebrate the 1,000th. The 500th show was on May 7th, 2022, which was the final snob for Ricky, Tam, Aaron, and Natalie before they left the show on May 8th. And who could have ever imagined that Aaron would return to the show twice before it hit the 1,000th show milestone? And now, the four-year anniversary of the show's official Broadway opening, it's taken place, and it really doesn't seem that Moulin Rouge is going anywhere anytime soon. JoJo and Derek are about to wrap up their runs. Courtney Reed and Casey Cott are about to start. Not knowing anything about Casey whatsoever, just seeing the pictures released of him as Christian, he has the look down. But reflecting back on Aaron and the other OGs at the start of the show, on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast back in 2020, Aaron shared how during the run in Boston, he pushed himself into the red every night because he knew that the Boston run was a limited run and he wanted to really test what his limits were. Then, when the show got to Broadway, he had a better idea of what he could handle in order to blow everyone away each night. Aaron didn't personally say that last part. I added that because, I mean, that's exactly what he did every single night that he performed on stage as Christian. And Aaron has shared that the role of Christian has been the most challenging role he's taken on. He also shared on the Happy Sad Confused podcast that he found act one Christian to be harder to get into each night than act two Christian he expressed how the naive, bright-eyed wonder is a challenge on those days when he was tired or having a bad day and just maybe not feeling it as much as he normally would. Yet on those days, that's when Act 2 Christian felt easier because he could just brood in the second act and not really have to get into it that much. Prior to opening night on Broadway, Aaron, K.O. and the cast participated in so many interviews about their anticipation of this show's opening and how they felt audiences would react when they were, and they all spoke so highly of the movie. They said that they were super fans of the movie and they believed like when they saw the movie that it would be like so perfect to be adapted to stage and Robin Herder went as far as to say that it's the show, it's like the movie but on steroids, which is so true. The movie's spectacular, and then everything about the show is just sensory overload in the best way possible. And at the after party on opening night, various members of the cast were asked what they remember, if anything, from the show that night. So here's what KO and Aaron had to say about what they remember. I remember the way that Aaron looks when he starts singing your song. His heart is so open and he is so genuine and beautiful. I remember, uh...
0: You know, the audience is just so unbelievably supportive on opening night and you walk into the theater and you feel there's like an electricity in the air and I think that's the thing that I'll probably remember the most.
1: That opening night four years ago had to be so overwhelming for the cast. Some of them, like Aaron and K.O. had been working on the show for over two years by that point, starting with workshops and labs. And then they had their Boston run and then the show was received so well that previews went well on Broadway and from there they were taking their bow on the Broadway stage at the Al Hirschfeld Theater for their official opening. It's just wild. I mean, audiences now, four years later, are nuts. I would have loved to have been in the audience that night for opening night to just see how it all started. But so many special, memorable nights have taken place at the Alhershveld over the last four years, and I wanted to try to highlight a few that have stuck out to me personally and include Aaron. And I don't want this episode to turn into a deep dive into the show, like how it started, etc. There's time for that, but instead I wanted it to be a chance to highlight some of the memories. Of course, I personally didn't see the show until April of 2022, i'm so grateful for the clips that exist on social media to go back to and experience the moments soon after the show first opened in 2019 nicole kidman the original satine herself visited the Rouge to see the show the pictures with the cast and seeing ko and nicole together and nicole hugging aaron it's like she was giving her stamp of approval and that had to mean the world, to the cast to just have her there. And then jumping ahead to September 24th, 2021, the show returned to Broadway for the first time since the pandemic shutdown started in March of 2020. Natalie Mendoza had taken over the role of Satine, and the entire cast was bursting at the seams to get back on stage to do what they love in front of an audience after having so many months of it being taken away. The video that Moulin Rouge had shared of Aaron coming out to raise the sign on that reopening night goes down as one of my all-time favorites. I mean even just viewing the video you can feel the excitement and the energy and Aaron's presence on stage is and him being able to just quiet that excited crowd for just a few seconds in order for that bass to drop and the sign to go up I mean, he's magic. And two days later, on September 26th, 2021, the Tony Awards finally took place. The Moulin Rouge cast had their epic performance featuring Aaron standing on the roof of the Hirschfeld and starting with the line, This is a story about love. Moulin Rouge was nominated for 14 Tony Awards and walked away winning 10 of those 14. Danny Burstein won for Best Featured Actor in a Musical. Derek McLean won Best Scenic Design of a Musical. Katherine Zuber won Best Costume Design in a Musical. Justin Townsend won Best Lighting of a Musical. Peter Hylensky won Best Sound Design in a Musical. Justin Levine won Best Orchestrations. Sonia Taye won Best Choreography. Alex Timbers won Best Director, Aaron Tveit won Best Actor in a musical, and the show wrapped up the night by winning the Tony for Best Musical. The videos and speeches from that night are epic. The backstage videos, the videos of the cast who weren't in the actual theater for the Tonys but were together at like after parties, etc., you could just feel their excitement, there was so much joy, and they celebrated every win so hard. But fast forward again to January 16th, 2022, and it was time to bid farewell to a few cast members for the first time since the show opened. And one of the members of the cast to leave that night was Ziedler himself, Danny Burstein. Danny had been through a lot during his run of the show. He lost his wife, Rebecca Luker, in December of 2020 to ALS. And Aaron gave the farewell speech for Danny and the cast members that night. So rather than try to summarize the speeches, here they are in Aaron's words. Thank you. Thank you all
0: very much.
2: Thank you, Ron.
0: Uh, we have a pretty special evening tonight uh due to the circumstances of the ongoing pandemic this is actually the first time we've had any original cast members (laughs) leave the show so (laughs) (laughs) So we just if if you'd indulge us we just wanted to take another moment to acknowledge them um first we have uh travis ward osborne Sam J. Khan is also departing
2: today. Sam is an original member of the Broadway
0: company and is also going on the Moulin Rouge tour. So <laughs> the- uh, we have Bree Laplow, who has been involved with Moulin Rouge since the very beginning, all the developmental workshops, all the dance workshops. Uh, he's one of the true, true uh, beacons of Moulin Rouge. Woo! Actually losing some Broadway royalty tonight. Um, uh, this next person, he's one of those guys that you kind of admire from afar, and then when you see him up close and personal, you can't really understand how he's even nicer than, than how good he is. Um, Tony Award winner, Danny Burst. <laughs> Special thing for the evening that uh, the wonderful corey pednon had put together on behalf of the cast and everyone in the building something that's near and dear to our hearts and <laughs> dear to Danny's heart in honor of his beautiful wife rebecca everyone
2: in the building on stage off stage our producers put together uh this morning
0: for project als they're in the house tonight They're raising money to find and cure ALS. If you'd like to donate, please go to their website. It's a wonderful organization.
1: And this is that. And now, since we're on the subject of cast members who went through a lot during the show, on February 20th, 2022, the cast bid farewell to the OG Nini, Robin Herter. And Robin has since spoken out about her reason for leaving the show, but at the time, she had put in her notice to leave because she was pregnant. However, by the time her final show came around, she unfortunately had had a miscarriage. And when Robin spoke about this time in her life, she shared how she only told a few cast members about her reason for leaving and then about her miscarriage. And at her final show, no one in the audience had any idea of the reasons behind her departure. And Robin, she was just a force as Nini. I never had the chance to see her in person, but she brought an energy and a fierceness to the role that only Robin Herder could bring. And here's her farewell speech given by her partner in crime, Ricky Rojas.
0: I'm not sure, but um, I think some of you might know that tonight was a special night. Tonight <laughs> 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 um, original company members, um, the Tony-nominated Robin Herter. <laughs> Since uh, 2017, um, <laughs> when she created the role of Nini for this incarnation. And since then, she's been juggling
2: being
0: a mum. <laughs> and, and for all the ups and downs, um, she's handled herself with integrity, love, and unashamed ferocity. <laughs> um, you're going to be so missed and you're so loved. Um, and to whatever mountain that you decide to conquer next, we wish you all the best, we love you, you're a hero.
1: Okay, so picking the mood back up a bit, do you remember where you were on April 7th, 2022? I do. I was in the parking lot of my son's preschool waiting for him to be dismissed, and I opened Instagram to start scrolling, And right there was Aaron's now infamous Roxanne opt-up video, and my jaw felt like it hit the floor. And I then proceeded to watch that video on a loop for the remainder of the day, and then the next day, and the day after that. So, I mean, let's be honest, I'd stop and watch or listen to any video or clip that features Aaron's Roxanne now. So just for fun, here it is. Of course, there's May 7th and May 8th, 2022. May 7th marked the 500th show for Moulin Rouge on Broadway. And May 8th, it was Mother's Day and I remember feeling so sad that I couldn't be at the final show for Aaron, Ricky, Natalie, and Tam. I had just gone to the show on May 4th and that was the first show that Tam had to miss due to having COVID and it's still so sad that he couldn't be there in person for his final send-off, but I think the cast did such a spectacular job of including him. First, with Ricky bringing him out on the FaceTime for the final number, and then Jay coming out for the bows with Tan's headshot, and Saul gave the farewell speeches in the most Saw way possible, and inducted Ricky and Aaron into the Bohemian Explorer Society. And here's Aaron's farewell speech from that night. The volume may be a little lower because Aaron had taken off his mic for the bowels, but he makes it clear he's a theater actor. He can project.
0: I take my mic off for the bowels, because why not? Uh, uh, I'm a theater actor, I can project. (laughs) Say thank you, thank you for supporting the show, thank you for the love that you've shown all of us, and we've been felt so welcome here. We felt even more welcome when we reopened. It's it's you're the lifeblood of American theater coming to support these shows. So thank you so very much. It's it's all for you. Thank you.
1: December first, 2022 is another day that goes down as a do you remember where you were kind of day. I was sitting on my couch trying to get my daughter to wind down for her nap, only the calmness did not last long because this was the day that Aaron posted that he would be returning to the Rouge for his 12-week limited run starting on January 17th. The texts that went back and forth between friends that day, plans that were made to get tickets, it was wild and so, so exciting to know that Aaron would be coming back. January 17th, the audience at the Rouge was like no other. The excitement was felt from the second that you stepped into the theater and it lasted until the theater was out of sight after the show. Aaron stepping onto the stage again brought the audience to their feet and the cheering was insane and did not let up for the entire show. Aaron had gone on to say that he was not prepared for that amount of support from the audience and it made him emotional when he stepped out to walk across the stage and raise the sign. There's so many moments from all of the shows during his 12-week run that I don't want to include in this episode because I've done episodes about them in the past, but not a day goes by where I don't wish that I could go back and relive those 12 weeks They were life-changing in the best way. And then we get to April 9th, 2023, which meant more farewells to Aaron, Ashley, EJ, Jay, Jessica, Caleb, Kevin, and Mia. And Eric, he did a fantastic job giving their speeches and getting through his speech for his sparkling diamond, Ashley. He also left us with the now infamous words quote, as we know at the Moulin Rouge, it's never goodbye, right to vate. end quote. And stage door after the show, it was like a show all on its own. So many cast members came out and took the time to greet the fans and sign hundreds of playbills that night. And the crowd went up and down 45th Street and back into the street. It was insane and absolutely unforgettable. The final memory that includes Aaron up to this point is of course his last minute emergency cover on July 1st, 2023. I've talked about that night and thank goodness clips and audios exist because it still feels like such a dream. And over the last four years, Moulin Rouge has brought so much joy to so many people all around the world. So many have flown into New York just to see the show. So many, myself included, have gone back to the show multiple times. The Rouge and the Hirschfeld have become such a place of comfort, a place to belong, a place where joy just exists. And it sounds silly to say sometimes, but Moulin Rouge really has changed my life. Just how I think and what I do now is so different from who I was prior to seeing the show for the first time. And Aaron, our Tony winner, he said it best that what they do changes people's lives, changes people's minds, and changes people's hearts. And Moulin Rouge has done all of that and then some for myself and countless others all around the world. But thank you so much for listening today and continuing to support this podcast. It really does mean so much. And if you're looking for more fun Aaron content, you can follow along on Instagram at patiently and on TikTok at TivatingPatiently. And hope to have you back here for episode 55.
2: I will love you until-